Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Light On, our video series that brings to light the latest and greatest in human capital and business topics. Today, I am joined by experts in our global payroll practice as we talk about how companies can transform their HR and payroll service delivery, drive cost savings, and mitigate the risks associated with those changes. We call that our lift, shift, and transform approach. Please join me in welcoming Marianne Langlois, the Director of International Go-To-Market Enablement, and JP Jansen, the Vice President of Business Development. Marianne and JP, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Dom. Great to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Absolutely. So before we get started, Marianne and JP, I do have a reminder for our viewers. If you're watching and you have any questions for the panelists or about today's topic in general, please put them in the queue box on the right-hand side of the console, and we'll make sure to follow up with you at the conclusion of today's episode. Now, diving right in, the challenges facing businesses today are unprecedented. In fact, even before the COVID-19 pandemic struck, a turbulent global business environment had already created significant volatility and uncertainty. The pandemic has frankly accelerated years of business transformation in a matter of what has seemingly felt like a few months. There is no doubt that companies need to change at both scale and speed. So JP, having you kick things off for us today, what are some of those transformational outcomes that companies are seeking? And then how do they get to those outcomes? Absolutely great question, Doc. So the outcomes companies seek haven't changed that much. Companies today are still looking for top-line growth, optimizing their workforce cost, and getting to HR transactional excellence. But at the same time, those outcomes have to be aligned from a business perspective, from an HR perspective, and employee experience. So what changed? The change is that companies are taking a much more urgent, a much more pragmatic, and a more objective look at their own capabilities from a people perspective, from a process perspective, as well as technology. And to close off with an HR operating model that is fit for purpose. They're setting now the vision for where they want to be, where they need to be, and do an assessment on their own capabilities in order to get where they want to be. So, Marianne, yeah. That assessment process um, that you're talking about, we actually call it value engineering, and it helps a company look at their maturity across a number of dimensions like effectiveness, productivity, um, their ability to take on risk, and it helps them understand their strengths and weaknesses and also helps them determine the steps they need to follow to help them achieve that transformation you talked about. Okay, so if I'm understanding both of y'all correctly, it sounds like different organizations have different starting points on their journey. And, you know, frankly, this journey can kind of be long. It can be difficult for many. So Marianne, to you, what do you think is the best approach to ensure success as you embark and continue on this journey? You're absolutely right, Dom. It's all about where the customer is starting from, and we know they start in different places. So in some cases, customers are working to standardize their processes. Others are in the middle of deploying technology. Others are thinking about their operating model. So companies, as I talked about that maturity process they go through, it's about assessing that maturity process and then comparing where they are in their journey. That helps them define those very distinct steps. And JP will talk a little bit more about some of those paths that we refer to. Absolutely. Because if you take a look about identifying where you are, you have to have a holistic view. And for that reason, we developed four different paths to understand where you are and to drive a journey forward. So the first part is all about 
standardization, simplification. So getting the basics in place and many organizations has embarked on that. The second path is focusing around HRT on terms of how much of your HR applications are already cloud deployments. Have you that run out globally across all the businesses? The third path is much more around HR operations with a focus on consolidation and taking regional advantages and skill sets. And the fourth path is truly around the HR as a business partner with a focus on giving other people insights to support the business. So we have developed different assessments to help companies to see where they are on those different paths, but also what the potential and logical steps are they need to take to achieve the short and longer term outcomes that they were looking for, as I mentioned before. And along that journey, JP, there's a lot of places where customers will be making the decision on whether they want to build things internally um, or they want to source them externally. And just like with any people, process, or technology decision, companies have to look at things like what's the amount of investment, what's the time to benefit, how effective is the solution going to be for them, and of course, the risk and execution challenges have to be evaluated. Right. So I like how you called out, you know, doing something internally versus, you know, reaching out to external sources. So JP, to you now, what are some of the challenges for companies who take on this transformation journey internally by themselves? If you start off and and take a look from a historic perspective, looking at the legacy applications, moving these to a new world will be difficult because mostly they have been customized to the needs of the client for a long period of time. At the same time, there are so many internal projects and priorities that will keep you away the time to benefit. So it's competing against projects. The third reason is the internal skill set. Are they truly suited for transformation, driving change to get to areas where you have never been before? And another area to look at it is the internal change management capability. That's difficult. Most organizations have not the capabilities to drive the change top down, and they need quite often a buy-in from different business lines, countries, and regions. So me being from Europe, we will respond to change very different compared, for example, with the US. So the stakeholders will have a very close look to their business case, to the dynamics, and the risk profile of this change from every single angle. And that makes it hard. Just to touch back on the money piece of that just a bit, JP, you think about the ROI on the investment to, uh, to put into a transformation. A lot of times companies find that just elusive for themselves, right? There's a lot of things that need to go into that investment. So the company, meanwhile, goes down a path. They're bearing all of this risk of the executions. And Dom, you know, we've talked about uh, transformation projects can take anywhere from two to four years. And the data would say that only 30% of these projects actually achieve their targets. So clients are spending a lot of money, they're assuming all of the risk, and they're not seeing any cost savings until the transformation is complete. So it's actually a lot of burden for companies to bear. Wow, the 30% fail rate. That's, that's alarming to me. So then I guess, you know, kind of, we we thought about it internally. So now let's talk about the other side of the wheelhouse. And so are there other options for companies that do not want to go about this journey themselves, or frankly, they want to accelerate a transformation that they may have already started that's underway? Absolutely, Dom. Absolutely. The lift, shift, and transform approach 
is the answer to that question, because that starts with the client's existing people, processes, technology, and with us having that and supporting that current environment will derive very rapidly a cost-effective and even a best practice HR service delivery to them with consolidated and standardized services, which guarantee savings. As uh, was mentioned before, savings were very much delayed and this is accelerating and guaranteeing those savings. So if you take it in a simple way, it's the safest option to optimize processes from as is to be to start off, lift and shift the existing environment and then to start and working on jointly with our transformation. So working in a partnership with our client, we apply a methodology to take on the client's existing operations, optimize it, automate it, applying sourcing strategies that are relevant for them with the best service delivery uh, practices as they need to improve, for example, the controls and efficiencies, and also to increase with that the uh, operational performance. Having said so, depending on the client's unique situation, lift shift could also include the people transition on top of the activity transition but also the infrastructure, the transfer and hosting, the hardware, the related license that comes with it in order to, for us to source, to service the optimization at the end. So uh, it can be very tough things uh, with different shapes and forms, but shaping the benefits, that's the key thing. It's a lot to consider for sure, but JP, this is what we do as a business, right? We've been doing this type of transformation in our service centers for more than 20 years. So we're actually taking our own process expertise, our best practices, and we're packaging it in a commercial offering to really help accelerate transformation for our clients. I think it's important to remember that, you know, HR and payroll technologies are only one part of the delivery experience. It's really a combination of tools and automation and best practices, as you referenced, that drive the optimization of service delivery. Um, we're able to bring those to our clients much faster than they can do it themselves. Definitely. And so, okay, so as we think about how lift, shift, and transform as an approach is obviously the, the right way to approach to accelerate a lot of this transformation. Marianne, can you maybe walk me through how this approach is different from the your mess for less approach of the past. Exactly. One of my favorite phrases of all time. So everybody can really equate to it because that's really what it was in the beginning when people talked about lift and shift. The key here is the transformation. One of the key differences is the transition of services is the beginning of the process and not the end, right? Got it. So the customers made this commitment to transformation and what we're doing is helping them. So our expertise in the service transformation optimizes the client's current environment that JP talked about, and we create some savings for them because we know they're committed to their transformation. So by putting in our best practices, we create savings day one. And most importantly, I think for companies, especially coming out post-COVID, is we're actually um, de-risking them from the execution. We're taking on that responsibility. I think the other piece, Dom, that I would add is that, and this is lessons learned from the past, the first gen of lift and shift, is the strong partnership that's required with your customer. It's about sitting down and having a frank and open conversation about what are those processes, what is the scope of services that's really going to maximize their return and facilitate the transformation. So I think that's a key piece. The customer's commitment to the transformation as you know, the, this beginning of the transition of services is the beginning and also the strong partnership to continue to work together to make sure you optimize the solution. 
Thank you for that. So then JP to you then, it, what kind of company in your opinion might be interested in a lift shift and transform approach versus this traditional transformation approach that Marianne just laid out? I think the approach itself can benefit any client in the industry. Okay. So that's the short answer. But quite often it's considered also to look at it, how are they actually organized today or how do they operate today? And we have seen clients that are organized and operating with shared service centers or with global business services environments. But if you look at their operations, they were using aging technologies to support their business. And at the same time, they were looking at and assessing their um, strategic priorities and activities. And with that in mind, at one side, working with all technology at the same time, changing priorities from a strategy perspective, they were opting out of providing these services internally and thought about how they could deploy those resources much more effective and much more valuable for the business and were seeking to do a lift shift and transform with us. So you rapidly see that um, from, from different perspectives that could be technology oriented or the way the service delivery is evolving, um, the way they are seeing the business growing, that not necessarily can justify ongoing investments in making their way of working to engage their employees in the right way for the future uh, to justify uh, a tra tra traditional transformation approach. So those companies that are recognized to accelerate speed, getting costs down um, and grow fast, they should be looking and considering definitely the lift shift and transform. So okay. Dom, for many people should be uh, considering this option. Awesome. Good to hear. And so I, I think before we round out today's conversation, I do want to move on to everyone's favorite topic, and that's outcomes. So, you know, we've talked a lot about how this can help accelerate, but let's talk about what some of those quantifiable benefits from the lift, shift, and transform approach are. JP, would you mind, you know, maybe walking through what those benefits are and what they mean to the customer? Absolutely. This is my favorite topic, being a, a certified bookkeeper. Uh, I can tell you, talking about money and numbers is my favorite topic. So the funny, it looks like making miracles coming true because the savings actually can start from day one. Uh, and that is unique. So while the savings and the size of the savings will vary depending on the client-specific situations, what we actually see is that the transition itself converts, first of all, current fixed costs immediately variable costs, that's clear, but also can facilitate immediately overall savings between 15 and 30%, while we land on potentially 50% lower costs after three years, and that's a significant cost reduction. The transition itself takes us about four to six months to time to benefit, and so it's fast, it's unheard to get cost savings like that. Uh, and as I said, the cost savings generated from the transitional services and the consolidation and labor arbitrage will be immediately applied and will be used to finance and to support future transformation. And that's the beauty. You save costs and immediately you have funds available to accelerate your transformation. But what is quite often underestimated is the benefit of having a more compliant, a better compliant solution. Because as a client, you see immediately the benefit of an improved end-to-end -end compliance with our standard processes and controls in place on your, on your services from day one, which is a, a huge impact uh, for, for many organizations. At the same time, 
the risk profile of your transformation journey is significant differently because we're going to accelerate. We will bring more knowledge. We bring more resources. And with that, a, a significant part of the, trans, uh, the risk of the transformation is basically handed over from the client to us. And, and we love to carry that risk because that is our daily bread. At the end, the future state, if you think a look a bit, the, the end result is a much more enhanced agile and future-proof HR and payroll ecosystem, where the client knows for sure is based on their knowledge and their uniqueness, but still getting best-in-class and transactional actions on top of that with the highest level of automation and intelligent processes, where they know for sure now that they run end-to-end compliant, higher to retire processes and having the controls and people analytics in place that will finally produce the actual insights, which basically makes HR adaptable as well, bringing true value to the business. Just one final point, even to emphasize with the, to those benefits too, JP, is the fact that for companies that are already on a transformation journey, this lift, shift, and transform is a way for them to accelerate their savings on that journey. And a lot of people are finding themselves in that position now as they come back into some level of normalcy after the pandemic. So they were on a journey, maybe they paused. They're coming back now. They've got other priorities they have to deal with within their organization. So but this is important as well, right? So this is a way for them to keep it going, maybe get some help for it. For companies that hadn't started a digital transformation, right? And they're coming back from the pandemic, realizing now more than ever, they have to get this done and they have to get it done quickly. It's a quick way for them to quickly de-risk, pass those risks over to someone else to, to care for and to get that cost savings that you talked about and all the other benefits as well. So it can be a win-win for anybody, regardless of where they are in their transformation journey. No, it, it certainly sounds like it. And JP and Marianne, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing these insights. We are unfortunately out of time for today, um, but this has been such a great conversation at a really important time on a lot of companies' roadmaps. Um, and so again, I do thank you for sharing all these insights. If you're watching us today, you want to learn more about the lift, shift, and transform approach, or you want to learn more about Marianne and JP, I highly encourage you to check out the resources on the right-hand side of your console and take some time to go through them. I want to thank you again for all joining us today, and we'll always be here to shed a light on the latest and greatest human capital and business topics. We'll see you next month. Thanks. Thanks.